0: my god that was cringe but who cares hello and welcome to vibing with murph a podcast about getting through the challenges of the craziness that is life becoming the best version of yourself while doing it and all that fun shit okay plus who knows what else i'll throw in here from time to time wild card mentality we the fucking best Okay, hopefully DJ Khaled doesn't sue me for saying that because that would be unfortunate because you know what? I ain't making no money off this shit right now, right now in the future. Let's manifest that. But anyway, hey, hope everyone's having a good Tuesday. Tuesday release day. Can't believe this is episode four already. Very exciting considering I was like, very hesitant on starting this as it is and here we are episode four so like let's fucking go let's fucking go okay so like I actually had this whole episode planned out for today I had a topic picked I had research done I had points made very all brilliant points because I'm brilliant we all know this and um, anyway like had everything ready to go but man you know what I just decided, man, I don't want to talk about this. I was like what I had planned today. I was like not really feeling it. Um, I think the topic is very important and I will for sure still do an episode on it down the road. I'm not going to tell you what it is. P.S. You'll just have to keep listening. But I think I need to talk about What i'm like really vibing with today considering this is vibing with murph and i think it would be weird to not actually talk about something that i'm not actually like feeling at the moment because i want this to be as authentic as possible so what i'm vibing with today and have been for the past few days is dealing with the roller coaster that is our emotions emotions oh my god i said that and my dog buddy's head peeked up sorry buddy and he just grunted oh he's pissed at me whatever you get to sleep you don't pay rent whatever i don't care if you're a little bit pissed anyway um coming from a recovering emotional avoidant um emotions are still something i definitely struggle with hence why i'm talking about this today because i've been kind of going through the roller coasters the roller coaster of emotions the past few days Um, And I probably honestly will for the rest of my life. But that's showbiz, baby. But anyway, (laughs) what I'm talking about today, like some spooky ass shit. Okay. But it's like how trauma and not dealing with it is essentially fucking you and Taking you for an emotional dumpster fire roller coaster fucking ride, okay? Yeah, I can't wait, Aaron. Keep talking. We can't wait to just really put the magnifying glass on ourselves. But whatever, that's how you get better, folks. But like I said, the past week has been an absolute kind of roller coaster for me, like climbing up to that peak, reaching that peak, the highest of highs. And then before you know it, holy fuck, you're back in the dips, you're down below the lows, and then you're back up again, and then you're back down, and then, like, it's just a fucking loss. So if anybody, like, has dealt with this, like, you're not alone. Humans are emotional beings, okay? So, like, just to start off, like, I did have some drinks last Thursday night. hadn't seen my friend Kelsey in a while so we had a few at the Raptors game and I'm like literally such a cheap drunk now because I never drink and I was feeling kind of off the next day and then I got some kind of like 24 36 hour flu the day like after that and I'm still like trying to bounce back because of that but when like I do feel this way like just kind of sick or anything and then like my like immune systems obviously down my mentals just absolutely plummet and when my mentals plummet like everything that is challenging in my life is magnified times a fucking million okay like not a fun time but like it's not just the past few days i've felt this way um i've been very open about some struggles in the past with my emotions and it's just like hard to deal with because I can feel so good one minute or for like a stretch of time literally like nothing and no one can get me down but then it's like fucking brutal when you're on like the bottom end of that spectrum too so it's like even just today on its own okay for example like like I said I am kind of getting over flu but I woke up like triggered as per usual I have talked about in other podcasts like how I do wake up kind of in a flight or fight sorry fight or flight mode but um i did my routine kind of a thing like i stayed away from social media and screens for the first hour i then meditated i journaled and then i took my dog buddy um to evergreen brickworks which is like a super nice park located just like outside the downtown core of toronto and it's so nice big trees like n- nice walkways super nature like super nature super nature just <laughs> my god i need to get a life but yeah very like so much nature which is like you don't really get in the city so like i also used to live in this area when i first got buddy so it was super nice bring him back there because like when he was small just a wee little boy i would like take him out there and we just had like you know i just i had a great morning there with him and then like i don't know man something triggered me and i was like really anxious and just like not feeling leveled and like Happy to report that now as I'm recording this, I'm feeling very leveled again. But it just reminds me of like all the times in my life before I became more emotionally intelligent and like I didn't really know what was going on and I was just super reactive to these like emotions because I had no clue how to regulate them or that it was even emotions that I was feeling to start with um and like I don't know about you guys but I look back on me in my early and like mid-20s and even like a year ago because I didn't really like actually start looking into this stuff until like this past summer I was for sure more of a more aware of it by the time I was like 29 or 30 but I didn't actually take into learning more until this summer but like anyway i look back to me when i was just this like wild card of a human and some things i did and i'm like holy fuck dude like yeah i was the life of the party but now like i for sure wish i would have been more emotionally intelligent then but at the same time like i wouldn't be who i am now without wild card aaron so like you know what she was a lot she was a lot of fun r.i.p wild card aaron she's uh, not completely dead but like sh- sh- the wild wild card is gone also had like so much fun at this point in my life so like not all is lost but anyway like I want to make it clear like when I do talk about me boozing hardcore and stuff like this like it wasn't like I was saying to myself like I need to drink tonight to numb the pain and I know some people actually do do that but when it comes to me like it wasn't like something I was like actively like saying to myself um drinking was like super second nature to me growing up in Newfoundland like for those of you who don't like know what where newfoundland is or like have never heard of newfoundland drinking is very much a part of the culture there and like as fucked as it sounds i was literally drinking beers on a beach in the seventh grade <laughs> and like i think about a seventh grader now boozing like m- one of my nephews Ugh, like nightmare fuel somebody actually saved that poor child seriously like I grew up in a very small town as well like the two neighboring towns maybe a total of like 1200 people I could be wrong on that number but I know it's not far off point is like it's small we didn't really have like much to do at that age besides drink so like starting at such a young age I didn't realize at the time but it became such like a crutch for me and not only a crutch but just like a habit and it like it was the weekend okay we're getting wasted, and then like I went to Acadia for university at 18 years old. And for those of you who are a part of the Acadia cult or if you've ever visited or heard of it, it is a fucking party school, okay? And fuck, was it ever a good time. I would not trade it for the world. But point is, from like 14 years old until like a few years ago, drinking every weekend was just like habit to me it was second nature and then when I moved to Toronto like that's a whole new level of partying like sometimes three or four nights a week like sorry mom I know you don't like hearing me about me like drinking this much but like it wasn't again like it wasn't like I was just like oh like I'm lonely or like oh like I need to numb the pain like it was just habit and I just I actually like really just had like a crazy party like soul I really did and I still do have that in me at some point so like the point I'm trying to make is like drinking it shut off my need to deal with the issues I had without me even knowing it like it was just so consistent that I never really had to sit with myself until I fucking did okay and like I've talked about it in a few episodes already like if you're going to ignore the things going on deep inside you, they'll just get louder and louder and louder until you can't ignore them. And I know I'm using like drinking as as an example right now and I know like drinking culture is pretty out of control these days, but I know also there's like a big sober movement happening right now as well, but I'm using drinking as an example because this was just like drinking is what like for so long made me not have to come face to face with my emotional triggers and my trauma so I was like constantly getting triggered by shit but I never had to deal with the triggers because I always had the distraction of boozing and what a trigger is it's essentially some sort of stimulus that causes a strong emotional reaction of fear shock anger or worry in somebody usually because the stimulus causes said person to remember something bad or negative that happened to them in the past aka a traumatic event okay and it's not just as simple as like always knowing what triggers you okay like sometimes I just feel it and I'm like what the fuck has triggered me but the difference is that now I know it's a trigger and it's not like just me before I would feel triggered not knowing I was triggered by something, not even really knowing what the fuck being triggered was or what a trigger was, and I thought there was like something wrong with me and was super reactive to it because I didn't know how to regulate myself. And then that was the point when I did start to turn to alcohol to kind of numb things because one, it was what I was used to, it was a habit, and two, because I i didn't know how the fuck to deal with myself now i know some of my triggers and others i don't but now i'm like ah okay something has triggered me something has triggered little aaron inside of me and has made little aaron feel unsafe because that's honestly all that's going on guys when it comes to these triggers and like feeling anxiety and stuff like that like the child in you who had something traumatic happen to them is still looking for safety and healing. And I know that's deep, but like I'm going to try to make this as lighthearted as possible. So like when it comes to trauma, I've heard a lot of people say like they don't understand why they would have trauma or or if they would even have trauma because they had a like a stable home growing up and like they can't really remember anything happening, but like trauma doesn't have to be something big and wild that something happened to you or you don't have to like live in an unstable home for trauma to happen to you trauma can be like small things and oftentimes they are things like we don't really remember so like having to move away as a child well I mean obviously you'd remember that but these are just like examples of like smaller things that aren't like massive events like your best friend could move away or like a grandparent can die like even though you know we all come into life knowing that you know our grandparents and are going to die like obviously with our parents we're gonna lose them someday too but growing up like your your grandparents are already like old as soon as you essentially meet them so like it could be really anything like trauma does not discriminate okay and it doesn't have to just be like when you're a child either things can traumatize you an adult as well But for what I'm going to be talking about today is going to be more like childhood trauma. Okay, so we all come into this world essentially a beautiful little blob, a blob. That's what babies are. I'm sorry. Like, obviously, babies are beautiful, but babies are blobs like we don't. I know you're probably like if you just had a baby or something, you're probably like, fuck you. But come on, man, like no one looks at a baby and doesn't think like, holy fuck, this is a blob, like a fresh blob. But when we do come into this world as these little blobs, beautiful blobs, we don't have any, like, opinions, okay? We don't have any food preferences. We're, like I said, literally blobs. We can't even hold our heads up. We can't feed ourselves. The only things we can really do is shit our pants. And we can't even clean that up. So we're literally these like beautiful little helpless little blob little bitches who rely 100% on guess who? Ding ding ding! Our parents, or whoever's like care we are in. um Our parents teach us like how to do all of these things we can do, like and also how to interact with the rest of the world, like. We watch them and they are, they are our everything. We think they know everything because like we have no choice. Like we literally know nothing when we come into this world and we're in this extremely vulnerable state. I feel like I'm not saying that right. Vulnerable. I'm having issues, but anyway, I know how to say it. Not only because we can like barely move, but because at this point in our lives, the part of our brain that is, Taking all of this information in is our subconscious minds. And for those of you who don't know, like, what a subconscious mind is, like, we have two parts of our brains that run us as our subconscious mind and conscious mind. So our subconscious mind is the part of our mind that starts being programmed in the last trimester of pregnancy, which is like while we're still in our mama's bellies until we're around seven years old. And what's fucked up about this is that around this age, when our subconscious mind kind of takes a backseat, the conscious mind takes over. Okay, so our conscious mind is the logical part of our brains that like we're using now as adults, and that we use for thinking. Like I want this, I want that. Like I have to go to the grocery store. Like stuff like that, just like everyday tasks, kind of a thing. I have to go here. I have to go there. Everyday thoughts, and then the subconscious mind, like I said, takes a backseat. But the subconscious mind, the part of our mind that we can't control, is what almost completely controls our actions. Okay. We have no control over our subconscious minds, but obviously we do with our conscious minds because we like it's like what's kind of like going on in your head every day. That's your conscious minds. But the subconscious mind's like it doesn't reason or judge. It just simply acts, okay, based on everything we absorbed like a sponge at our youngest and most vulnerable states, okay? And it's actually, like, believed by scientists that 95% of our life is driven by our subconscious brains. So, like, when we're at this, like, vulnerable state as a baby, and like I said, even in our, like, the last trimester when we're still in our mama's bellies, like, we're absorbing All, everything around us and like the beliefs that our parents have that were also programmed in them when they were at that state as well. So like everything we're absorbing, everything we're seeing, like these beliefs that we adapt for ourselves may not even truly align with who we are at our core, but we have no option but to believe it because it's it's literally all we have and they're like programmed into us sorry I just like I it's so crazy like when I started learning about this because it's just like oh my god like all like the, the way I act right now is essentially being run by what I learned when I was a baby and it's just like baby me is controlling adult me and I don't know about you but I think that is fucking whack Regardless, like, why do you think like people wake up one day and are like, who in the fuck am I and why like do I live this way? It's because you could literally be living a life that actually like doesn't align with who you are to your core because it was just what you had no choice but to believe because it was just right there in front of you and you had like nothing else to believe at that point. Like you could have trauma around money because like when you were at this vulnerable state in your life, like all your parents did was stress or fight about money and that's all you saw. You could have issues with intimacy because you grew up around parents that like fought all the time and you have it like programmed into you that love is like pain and like arguing. You could also have issues showing emotions for these reasons or because like you were shunned by a caretaker when you were expressing emotions that you weren't like that weren't obviously being met so like the list obviously fucking goes on but my point here is that like a lot of this shit we like deal with as we're adults within ourselves is just our inner child wanting attention and needing to feel safe and healed because there were points in our childhood where needs were either neglected or Or we saw the way our parents reacted to things and automatically absorbed it and made it our own way of reacting to things. We're this young and vulnerable and we don't know if mom is dealing with shit or if dad is a substance abuser. We are programmed and also have no choice but to love them no matter what. And often the love we receive from them is the type of love we accept for ourselves. And I'm not trying to diss parents here at all. The older I get, I'm like, how in the fuck did my mom raise three of us by herself for as long as she did? <laughs> like, our parents did the best they could and are doing the best they can. Just like us, just like everybody getting through life, they were the babies at one point, too, who had their own set of parents that absorbed all that they absorbed all of their programming from so obviously it goes down lines and lines and lines of families okay and what I find interesting about this in my own family is that I come from like a line not like I don't want to say a line but like there is a history of alcohol abuse in my family like it just it very much is like when I was Younger and drinking and like older at this point, like high school, my mom used to say to me and my sister and even when I was in university, like you guys like be careful because you guys come from a line of alcoholics and I just look at it so differently now. I'm like, okay, no, like my family doesn't have an alcohol abuse problem. My family has a trauma problem that has just kind of like been passed down through generations and generations and like i read this thing one time and it just connected with me so much and it literally said straight up that trauma and pain and hurt are actually it travels through generations until somebody is ready to fucking feel it and it like hit me hard because i was just like it's so true you know like instead of you know people drink and stuff like that people numb pain people distract themselves from trauma if there wasn't trauma to distract themselves from then the drinking probably wouldn't be such an issue right so like becoming aware of these things and learning more about yourself and why you are the way you are is like so huge it can actually make you feel like so much better it's painful for sure but like sometimes you just gotta sit in that discomfort and it's not like you just sit maybe sit in your discomfort for like I don't know a few months and then like you never have to sit in it again you're probably gonna you're gonna feel discomfort again you're gonna feel pain again it's just about learning about yourself and getting answers as to why you live your life the way you do and with that comes the ability to regular sorry to regulate yourself and your emotions when you do feel like this humans are highly emotional beings like emotions rule our lives whether we'd like to admit it or not and i could get some hate for this but i really do have a soft spot for men when it comes to this okay and i'm not saying that Like some of these like shitty men out there and their shitty behavior like is justified at all. That's not what I'm saying. But majority of men are taught to shut down their emotions at this very vulnerable age that I'm talking about. Like think of a little boy who like the sweetest little boy that you've ever met and think about them turning into an asshole when they're older They don't just choose to turn into an asshole, okay? They're programmed for that shit, man. Like, it's because they're just so taught. Like, you know, you can't have emotions. You can't feel this way. Like, that's for women. Studies show that men are actually just as emotional as women. And its unfucking un-fucking-natural to tell a human being to shut down their emotions, okay? It's not fucking natural and it's not fucking right. Why do you think, like, majority of mass shootings and, like, extreme acts of violence are performed by men? They're taught to shut down their emotions. They're taught to shut down what makes them a fucking human being. Like, I can't imagine not, like, being able to, like, now express myself or, like, talk to people, you know what I mean? Like, even when I do talk about, like, being an emotional avoidant and stuff, like, I still, like had a support system like my friends like we still talked about things a lot of guys don't even have that i listened to this podcast and it was talking about men and their emotions and it said like even like why do you think bars are created the way they are you know with like stools sitting side by side like so you don't have to look these men don't have to look at each other face to face like a lot of times when you're like like men are talking to each other they're usually sitting next to each other and just like yeah yeah like you know sometimes glancing over at each other but like when you see like two women engaging with each other they're like a lot of the time like face to face like hunched over at a table like loving each other showing so much emotion so like like society has it literally just like made for men to not show emotions and i think it's fucking stupid like it is so important to teach not just young boys but all children that it is okay to have emotions and feel emotions and teach them how to deal with these emotions at a young age so we don't have so many fucking psychopaths running around and fucking shit up for all the fucking people who just want to chill man like it's fucked like teach boys it's okay to be emotional man like i'm not i'm not saying like being emotional and just like running around and crying all the time but like at least to get them to express themselves it's insane like like i said like i'm not perfect at regulating my emotions yet and i won't ever be perfect at it because nothing is fucking perfect but i am aware and that's the first step okay the second step is deciding you love yourself enough to get to the bottom of some of these things that could be affecting you without you even knowing they exist. Fucking insane, isn't it? We're just humans literally walking around being run by the child version of ourselves. Like, it's essentially like there's like a baby in us with controls just like literally controlling how we live and interact with people and we have no control over it okay but what we do have control over is doing something about it and trying to get to the root of these issues like i don't know it's wild the human brain is literally fucking insane like it's fascinating and it's terrifying but i love it and hey katrina i love the human brain and the reason i say that you guys, you're probably like, what the fuck? But I would always talk to my friend Katrina about the human brain. She would shut it down, being like, "Shut the fuck up, Aaron! Like, we're not doing this today." She doesn't actually sound like that, but I do love to make her sound like that. She would always get so annoyed by me. But like, Katrina also, al- always sorry, Katrina also always gets mad at me because I never post photos with her. So here, Katrina, a podcast shout out. You need a little bitch, you needy little bitch. Just kidding, love you, kitty kitty meow we call her kitty love her but back to regulating the emotional roller coaster something that really helps me too when i am kind of like feeling like ah besides like breathing through these emotional triggers is reminding myself that like although i can't help my feelings i am not my feelings or my thoughts and this too shall pass i'm not going to feel this low forever once I saw this uh reel on Instagram and it was a clip of Tom Hanks Shia LaBeouf um and a bunch of like legends sitting around a table and Tom Hanks said like something along the lines of I wish I knew this too shall pass and okay it was Robert De Niro yeah he was there too it was a bunch of them but Robert De Niro said just like the bad times pass the good times do too so never get too high or too low. Just try and stay leveled. And this made so much sense to me. So that's like, honestly, my main goal for myself these days is just to like stay leveled. And I'm not saying never say feel these like super happy high feelings or those super low feelings. I'm saying feel those feelings, feel those emotions 100%. But just don't let, let yourself be absorbed by them and remind yourself that it is normal to feel emotions. You're a human and feeling emotions is one of the many things that make humans so incredible and complex. And like don't feel like you have to do it on your own either. If you're feeling like a bag of dicks, reach out to your support system. And if you think you need more than that, consider taking on therapy seriously. your brain health, is just as important as your physical health. Probably more. Because like your brain controls you, dude. There's no shame in needing some help to become the best version of yourself. I think it's the greatest form of love you can show yourself. And self-love is the most important love that there is, okay? You're the only person who has to live with you for the rest of your life, take care of yourself, and in turn, you will take care of the people around you that you love and, In the world heal your inner child okay give them attention tell them that they're okay figure out what's going on and like your life is going to be better for it you're going to be better for it okay so i do think that's where i will leave things today i probably will think of a million other things i wish i would have said but i think that's a good place to leave it for now. If you are indeed vibing with Murph, aka this podcast, aka me, like, share, rate, follow, tattoo the name of the podcast on your ass, um, name your firstborn child Murph, um, quit your job and become a groupie. It doesn't pay anything. Honestly, I don't really think being a groupie ever does pay anything but do whatever you feel is real okay thanks for listening uh until next time love y'all